0: It's match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Okay, so you know I love good wordplay. And third love is crushing their wordplay here. When you have a bra that pinches or slips or just isn't comfortable at all or is comfortable but isn't your style, you've got (laughs) Problems. How excited was Third Love when they thought of problems? Well done, Third Love. I see you. When you wear Third Love bras, you've got no problems. They fixed the problem of size exclusivity with their famous half cup sizes that revolutionized the industry by giving more options to find a bra that fits. And They fixed the problem of guessing what bra will fit you with their virtual fitting room and other helpful guides, a bra size chart, a bra 101 education section that's basically an FAQ for all your burning questions, and a ton of great reviews from real people. My sister just texted me 99 problems, but pinching isn't one. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Hello (laughs) and welcome to We Can Do Hard Things. How are you doing, Abby Wambach? I'm doing okay.
1: I'm a little bit concerned because... We have to put our house on the market because we found a spider upstairs. Oh, my
0: God. We and did find a spider. I don't
1: know what we will be. Uh, it's it's somewhere now upstairs. And God forbid we walk back upstairs. And we don't see it. And we don't know where it went. And it will. we will have to move.
0: We have to move. Anyway, I am so curious about today's episode. That's yeah. what I want to say. I'm very curious today. Sister, tell the pod squad what we're talking about today on We Can Do Hard Things. We are talking about astrology. (laughs) We are talking about astrology. Okay. Here's where I stand on this astrology thing. So I come from a religious background, actually many religious backgrounds. Since I'm such a seeker, I have found many religions to, Mm -hmm. to fold into. One or two of them have been sort of serious, narrow, dogmatic religions mm. that did not end up working in a way that made me feel like I could be both held and free. Because of this, I am weary, I would say. Usually I, I, I mess up that word and say I am weary, which I feel both. weary and, and weary. And both. Yeah. And, and both.
1: Weary yeah. and weary.
0: I am weary and wary of things that are religious, but in my heart, I am still a believer. I don't know what the hell that means. I just know my heart says yes to believing what? I'm not sure. Uh Okay. So the balance I have found for my type of personality is that I am a skeptical, wary believer. Okay. Which means that I believe in everything a little bit and nothing all the way. That's good. Is it? I like it. Thank you, baby. Okay, so what that means is that I uh, I really believe that there is some truth and beauty and help and fun in all of the many different ways and paths that people follow and, and believe. And I will learn from everybody. I think there's something we can learn mm-hmm. from everybody and every path and every faith. I just won't be part of anything that... Requires exclusivity, so like if you tell me that you're you found the way, you're right and everybody else is wrong,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and in order for you to share with me, I just need to become part of your like religious pyramid scheme, then that's a, a no from me. It's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> but if you say to me, "Hey, I have found this cool thing that helps me be human, and maybe you'll find something helpful here too." Then great, let's You'll talk try. about it. You'll try, okay? You'll yeah. hear about it, right? So, so what I'm trying to say is, as for me and our podcast, we will learn <laughs> from everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Sissy? it's interesting. Yeah, I would describe, I would describe
2: myself as Zodiac curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I that. just feel like. <laughs> I mean, the gravitational pull of the moon controls (laughs) 321,000 cubic miles of ocean tides every day. Yeah. And if it can do that, it seems at least plausible that it can have some influence on me. Oh, that's good. I like that. Okay. And it also just feels like it doesn't, believing in, you know, the moon and the stars and an infinite universe is no more ridiculous than many of the other things that we purport to believe in.
0: Like so I'm not, true. I'm
2: not saying I believe it. I'm just saying that we should be intellectually honest about admitting that a lot of the other stuff we believe is actually woo woo wooier uh-huh. than this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at least you can freaking see it with your eyes—the moon and the stars and everything. Like you actually see it. Twenty-six percent of Americans believe in astrology, but forty-two percent of us, including Abby, believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I just think. It's just as absurd or legitimate as all the other shit we believe in. So let's just learn a little bit. I love that. That's so true. And not for nothing. Astrology just as a concept over history. I mean, for the centuries of meticulous records that astrologers have kept were what was used to demonstrate that the earth moves around the sun Mm -hmm. and that established time zones. And are hmm. still used by Apple and Google to set all the coding for our phones and computers. So oh. interesting. You're all getting something out of astrology. That's right. Okay. Already.
0: All right. Well, if Sister thinks there's something to be had here, let's. Curious. Have it. Curious. All right. She is Zodiac Curious. I consider myself astrologically fluid. Okay. So yes. our sweet Pod Squad uh. has asked us so many times. So many Pod Squatters have asked us to do an episode about astrology. Yes. Okay. Um, and then,
1: yeah, well, honey, you host an event to support Phoebe Robinson's book launch. Right. And part of, um, what she wanted to do to thank you was she wanted to send you an astrologer.
0: Yes. She wanted to send a gift to my home. And it was
1: such a special gift. And Heidi came to us and brought our charts and told us all of the things. We're so lucky Um, that person is Heidi Rose.
0: Let's welcome Heidi Rose. Heidi Rose Robbins has been a professional astrologer for 25 years. She hosts the Radiance Project podcast and co-hosts the Chart Your Career podcast. Mm. Heidi has written two beautiful poetry books you know, me and poetry and her books are lovely, This Beckoning Ceaseless Beauty, I mean, come on with these titles, and Wild Compassion, in addition to a 12-book series titled The Zodiac Love Letters. Heidi's forthcoming book, Everyday Radiance, will be available this fall. Heidi lives in Los Angeles with her husband and two kiddos. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you so much. Oh, I am so happy to be with you all. Oh. Thanks for inviting
1: me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you say that astrology is a map. Now, even though you've been to our house and have given us our first lesson about astrology.
2: It's going to um, be a real stretch for you, Heidi, but just try.
1: <laughs> I just want to know what is astrology and how does it help us understand ourselves?
3: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful and perfect question to begin. And I just will be very simple about it and say that astrology is the study of the cycle and relationships between the planetary bodies and how those patterns impact us at the moment of our birth. Mm. So I like to say that astrology is a beautiful tool of self-revelation, of compassion, of encouragement. We're each given this beautiful map of the moment we were born, in the precise place we were born, at the precise time we were born. And that gives us some insight into our relationship with the heavens, really. And so it's a beautiful tool for us to to understand who we are, to understand our gifts, and to help us grow those gifts. Mm -hmm.
2: How in the world did you get into astrology, Heidi?
3: So this is actually, I, I was raised by an astrologer. So my dad was an astrologer and I learned the Zodiac with my ABCs when I was two years old, I learned the Zodiac and he was a teacher, a profound mentor in my life. And it's so interesting because we were supposed to talk a couple months ago and I was in Finland because my dad passed away. And, um, <gasps> And it was heartbreaking, but I was so glad that I was with him. And, but I thought to myself, isn't it fascinating that I was going to be with all of you and that I was actually holding my dad's hand as he passed and that I thought, oh, I thought I had done hard things, but you know, this moment with my dad. And I was like, it's perfect that I get to talk to you after that because he's, He's so with me. he's such a profound teacher. I get to honor him. This is his language that I got to steep in as mm. I grew up. You know he would whisper in my ear, he'd be like, "Um okay, so your your boyfriend or your friend is a cancer rising with a da 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 you know, he'd like, <laughs> <laughs> you know when they were there you know it was so cute, but anyway, um,
0: yeah, Heidi, how beautiful. are you today and now how is how where are you in the whole grief journey? What is your experience? Thank you for asking that,
3: yeah, um it's so fascinating like right as he died i i haven't been with somebody as they passed and it was i know it sounds strange but it was almost euphoric like mm-hmm. we were like priestesses around him his wife was there i was there one of his daughters uh, stepdaughters was there and it was just i felt light in the room i just felt this great release and i rode that for some time of course i was devastated but it was a kind of high. And now, you know, I would say a couple of weeks ago, there was another layer that just was a realization. He lives in Fit he lived in Finland. So I was always like, Oh, he's over in Finland. He's over in Finland. You know, I'll see him soon. But mm-hmm. of course, mm. uh then it then it
0: lands. And um, so
3: it's a ride, you know.
0: You said it reminded me of my when my mom's mom passed. The landing kept coming. Like each day, like I just heard you say, he lives, he lived in Finland. It's like, she used to say, I still think, oh, I have to tell my mom this. And then a year later, and then think, oh, she'd remember every day. It's Yeah, yeah. And I talked to him every
3: day Mm. when we were with him in the final day that he was really conscious. He he made a comment about coming back as a bear or something, you know, as a joke and a Kodiak bear in Alaska. And so, of course, now everywhere I look, bears everywhere, Mm. you know, and so it's just like that's just a gift. Those those sweetnesses. I'm so grateful for them. Oh,
1: thank you for sharing that.
0: It's Match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards.
1: So I always thought, and forgive me for this, but I always thought that astrology was the same as horoscope. Like, you know, what's your sign? But turns out that your horoscope is just your sun sign. Which is, it might not be the most important sign in your life, but what I have come to understand because after you came here, we went on vacation in Mexico and the stars were out.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: finally figured out that the natal chart that we have that you gave us was actually a snapshot ab- above the stars. Yeah. Looking down upon where you were specifically on the map. And that is what that is what your natal chart is and that is what you get all of the information that you need to read somebody's chart from, which first of all that was mind blowing to me.
0: And can you say that in astrologer language? Yes. Yes,
3: I could just say it this way. A horoscope is actually the map of the heavens the moment you were born. And yes, yeah, sometimes people say oh my horoscope and it's there, it's the interpretation, but it is the map itself. Oh. And, and then astrology is the science, is the art, is the is the study of the stars, right? Okay. So yes, and, and Abby, that's beautiful. It's If you look at your chart and you picture yourself at the center of the chart, that is like the little baby self. And there's the heavens all around you. Mm. So that's what you're looking at. And most of us only know our sun sign, mm-hmm. which is the circle with the dot in it which I love because it's like a sun and and it's like this little dot, which is the self is growing in its radiance, right? So most of us only know that one position, but if you look at a chart, there are symbols all the way around it. And every symbol has something to say about who you are. Every symbol is a voice in the choir of you. Mm-hmm. So that's where astrology gets really interesting because it's not just, I'm an Aries, I'm a Gemini. It's all this qualifying, beautiful energy that helps us grow in love and wisdom if we use
2: those energies available to us. So you're saying the birth chart that Abby's talking about is that's why the place of your birth and the time of your birth is so important because you're saying that like at the moment of your birth, exactly where you're born That's a picture of the way the universe was at that precise moment, at that precise place. And that dictates where your sun and moon and rising are. So
0: like you could take a picture of the room you were born in, snapshot of the moment you're born. That would be a moment that will never be repeated that was the moment you were born in that room. You could also take a snapshot of the sky and that would be a moment that was never repeated the moment you were born. So it's just a a picture. Yes, I I actually love that you said that because I often say if I was
3: born right now, I would be in relationship to you and you would be affecting Mm -hmm. me as a little being. So it's just saying, well, I'm in relationship to this planet here. I'm in relationship Mm. to this planet here. And the other thing that's important to say is astrology, we we make it geocentric. In other words, we put the earth at the center so that we're looking to where the sun is in relationship to the earth. And that's important to say. So yeah, the center of the circle is the place that you were born. And the the nine o'clock hour on the chart is the rising sign. And in the astrology I practice, that's the most important position because that is what was rising over the horizon the moment that you were born. Mm. And it, it is what we are meant to grow in our life. So you could imagine this, this energy coming up above the horizon and a little baby looking to the side and saying, oh, that's the energy that's mine to cultivate. Oh. So
0: there's energy uh. in a room if we believe that energy affects us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You're an infant. The energy of the people in the room affect you. The energy of the planets affect you. So, we've got the snapshot of the. It's like skin on skin, but with the planets. Yeah,
3: planet on human. Okay. And and just and I also just want to say, don't don't feel like the planet is they're not doing anything to us. Okay. We're not like, you know, we're not like being impacted by Mars. It's this dance of the energy and it's what's available and how we can meet it. You know, mm. I love
0: to think of that. It's free will meets the design. Cool. Ooh. Okay. So in the snapshot of yes. the sky, which is our birth chart, you told us, and, and it was really cool, y'all, because. Our podcast team happened to be at our house. Well, actually, Phoebe arranged it that way, right? For the whole team to be there. So sister was there. Allison and Dina were there. Of course, Abby was there. And Heidi read all of our charts to us. Now, the chart gave us information about a lot of things. But for Astrology for Dummies, which is what we were. And are. And are. You told (laughs) us three of our signs, which are we each have a sun sign A rising sign and a moon sign, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Heidi, can you just go through those and tell us what in the hell a sun sign is, a rising sign is, and a moon sign is? Because everybody has all three, right? Yes, yes. And of course, those are the three big positions. We also have a Venus placement, a Mars placement, a
3: Pluto placement, but these three, if you know these three, you are in good shape. And the way that I like to say it is the moon has a lot to do with our past. It has a lot to do with our childhood, our bodies, how we feel emotionally safe. It's childhood. Then imagine this, you get in your sun car, which is really just like your personality self, And you drive towards the rising sign because the rising sign is what we're cultivating. It is what is rising in us. The sun sign is our doing personality, daily self. And the moon is what we steeped in as a child and what feels safe to us. Mm. So if you know those three positions, they help you grow and evolve all of those areas.
0: Okay. So are you saying my sun sign is my personality? Like the way I show up in the world. Yeah. It often is reflected in the career. I will say that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And the moon sign is kind of like where I'm coming from, like what I'm, what I'm growing childhood
3: experience, childhood experience, how we were mothered, how we mother ourselves. That's, that's a big one.
2: Okay. I I heard you describe moon, Heidi, as a confining place where we go for comfort, but we don't want to live there.
3: Yes mm. so it's the it's such an interesting place because on one hand we all want comfort and we all want to feel good in our bodies and we want to feel safe but we can get into a habitual behavior there where we need to crack it open mm-hmm. you know like Amanda you just had an experience where your moon in taurus was hit by uranus or you know lined mm-hmm. up with your uranus lined up with it which which got you out of old behavior patterns in a way that never before in your life have you had the opportunity to start shaking it up like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So yes, the moon, we want to grow and evolve the moon. Okay. There's actually a little formula that I would give you. It's called the sure formula. You strengthen the rising sign, you use the sun, you rely upon the moon and you eliminate all the negative qualities associated with all of them. Uh... Oh, So you want to okay. We'll say that one more
2: time. Yeah. Okay, we we to so we want to strengthen the, rising the rising
3: sign. the yeah, We want to like, this is the energy I the to live in. And most people don't know their rising sign. So this is a, mm-hmm. this is a this when you know the you know the rising the rising sign. Use the sun. Like the sun, like to know this. the upon this. the upon Cause the moon of it's just part of your instinctual of your then eliminate the then eliminate the other negative the that negative qualities that you. not serve you. I love that.
2: And so if you only know one sign of yours, the, the sign that you know, if it's like you were born on X date, therefore you're a, that is the sun sign that you know. Exactly. That's exactly. the only one you know. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And yes.
0: how do people so, figure out what their other signs are?
3: That's where the astrologers come in. But but now we're in such a beautiful age that you just go to the computer and you type it in at astro.com and you get your chart and they'll tell you what the positions are. But yes, you, you ask an astrologer and they- Present your chart, but you know, Glennon, you you had an experience where we weren't even sure about your sun sign, right? Until we actually
1: <laughs> actually, calculated. I was just gonna ask. This is this is a point of contention in our household because <laughs> Heidi um, ruined honey,
2: Glennon's life. Yeah,
1: honey, just tell the story of what happened.
0: Okay, now Heidi, we have not talked since this day, so I just am telling right now for the first time. Abby's laughing because this is like actually. It's funny. A few times a week,
1: we get into it about it. But
0: it is also, it was jolting. It was jarring to me because here, okay, pod squad, here's what happened. So in order to get your birth chart, you have to know the time you were born and the place you were born. Okay. The exact exact time. So I, of course, we, my sister and I text my mom and we're like, what the hell time we were born? Of course, my mom's like, oh my God, now I have to figure out what time my kids were born. She tells us the time we were born. We send the information over to Heidi. Heidi comes to our house and she sits down and she says, okay, first of all, I have to tell you something, Glennon. You are not the sign you think you are. Because you thought this, the, what is the sign that you
1: think based on your birth date? Well,
3: on that day, the sun shifted from Pisces to Aries. Yeah, right. And on that day, Glennon, the moon also shifted from Scorpio to Sagittarius. So you were either going to be a Pisces with a Scorpio moon or an Aries with a Sagittarius moon, depending on the moment you were born. So it was a very dramatic shift.
2: And I was born. Shocking to
0: everyone. Glennon was (laughs) subject to a dramatic shift of... Right. Forces. I see where you're going with that sister. But also, I was only born like 27 minutes after the switch. So my entire life, Heidi, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. I have had many identity shifts in my life. Okay. Thought I was straight for 40 years. Thought I was a a fundamentalist Christian. for Like I'm just losing identities left and right. And I have one identity that has remained constant and that is effing Pisces. And then Heidi walks in and I find out that I am also neither straight nor Pisces. Okay. (laughs) So I do want to talk to you a little bit about that because I cannot get myself to understand myself as an Aries. What do people do where their signs just make no sense to them? Because I think you told me that I'm a Aries, Sun, Sagittarius, Virgo, Rising. Virgo, Rising. So if you read Virgo, Rising, it's like these people are very analytical and very organized and always have their shit together.
3: Yeah. There's, obviously, there are stereotypes around the signs. And for some, there is truth in them. But but there's so much more. Okay. So let's, let's go to the Aries, okay? So yes, you would have been a Pisces if you had been born, I mean, just a little bit earlier. But you're in Aries. And- what I see, what I know of you, what I all your books that I've read, Love Warrior is an Aries name. The first um, quote from Joan of Arc, "You were born to do this," is an Aries phrase. Untamed is like letting loose. You're an entrepreneur. Aries rules the bright, bold idea. Aries rules writing to a certain extent because it has to do with the communication of the idea. It's springtime. It's like a little crocus coming up from the concrete. It's like, I will bloom. Mm, So, but you, Glennon, have, you have a Mercury in Pisces and you have Venus in Pisces. So your Pisces is still very much present. Okay. in Pisces is how you communicate. You communicate with love, with artistry, with sensitivity. Venus in Pisces is like big, big valuing of artistry and love. So your Pisces is still very present. You just get a little extra like, huh? Through the Aries.
0: Okay. All right. I'll buy that. I've thought about it maybe every day since you've come months ago. And I have decided that sometimes it is scary for me to think of myself that way. And that is why I'm more comfortable in the identity of sensitive, wilting flower of Pisces. And it is scary for me to think of myself the other way. And that is why I'm resisting this. Is there any room for cusp people who are both? Is there any room for astrologically fluid? (laughs) (laughs) I would say that you waited
3: to be an Aries. (laughs) That's what I would say. And I would say this is a very powerful moment if you really claim the Aries in yourself now, because right now, as we are speaking, the planet Jupiter has lined up with your Aries sun. It only happens once every 12 years. (gasps) And it is a time Aries has allowed you to reinvent yourself multiple times. Aries has said, I'm jumping, I'm daring. I'm going to do this even though I'm terrified. That's Aries. Yeah. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Glennon over. Yes. Boom. Yes. You know, you're busting through. Yes. I love that you're in Aries. I feel like it's exactly right. And I think what you just said is perfect, that maybe identifying sometimes with the the, the qualities of Pisces that are a little more sensitive or behind the scenes feels comfortable, but you're
1: here to forge the new. Okay. Can I ask you just really quick before we move yes. on? Yes. You just said that that... Jupiter aligned with, I don't know. What did you say? Her son okay. right now. Yeah. What, and and this happens once every 12 years. Yes. What happens?
0: Well, and what, okay. what happens and what should <laughs> okay. I do? Right, yes. Today? Okay. Like, so, so what? you have your map, you have your map, Should right? I get a new puppy today? Is that- oh God. <laughs> uh,
3: it's, it's actually a really exciting time. The last time it happened was 2010. So if I'm thinking like you started writing in 2009, right? I think that's right from, you know, but 2010 is, would have been the last time it was there. But let me explain. You're born at a moment in time. Boom. There's your snapshot. Of course, the planets keep moving. Yeah. Right. They're moving right now. Okay. And they are lighting up that snapshot in different ways. Mm. So Jupiter has come all the way around. It has orbited. We know planets orbit. It has orbited and it's come back to the sign of Aries where it was when you were born. So it is lighting up that part of your chart. Mm -hmm. And it is a time of expansion. It's a time when you must say yes. It is a time when you outgrow an old self, when you are daring yourself into new territory. So it is a very auspicious time. And guess what, Amanda, you're going to have the same thing just a little later because you're an Aries too, but you're going to have it more like early next year so it is a huge time for Aries this and and Jupiter moves into Aries today. <laughs> no. Today. Wow. Yeah.
0: Single-handedly impacting our environment for the better, that's a daunting task. But it's possible, and there are incredible people who are living proof that setting your mind to something and really being passionate about it will bring about change. The Goldman Environmental Prize is the world's foremost award honoring grassroots environmental activists. Each year, the prize honors six ordinary people who are making an extraordinary impact for the planet. If you look at this year's winners, you'll learn about Marcel Gomez, who exposed the links between a company's meatpacking practices and illegal deforestation, which led to a major boycott of that company's products. Amazing. You'll learn about Andrea Vidaure, whose relentless leadership resulted in California adopting its most ambitious emissions reduction regulations in history. And there are more amazing stories to discover I can't imagine stories more important than these. Find the stories of this year's prize winners at goldmanprize.org.
2: So since a lot of people only know their sun signs, and I know there's a lot of, oh, this is stereotypical. This is just like a caricature of the things. But can you run through the sun signs? Which I understand it as how you would complete the sentence, I am, like unless you're God or Glennon who just stop at I am. But if we <laughs> pretend that we're at a dinner party with a dozen folks and each of them with a sun sign, what are they doing? What are they feeling? Yeah. Just who are they at the table? Okay. So I'm going to blaze
3: through these. Okay. Yes. Because yes, yes, there's yes, 12 yes. of them. Yes. And this relates to your rising sign as well. Yes. Like if, I'm, if you know that you're a Cancer rising or an Aries rising, then you're cultivating the highest part of the sign, right? So Aries initiates. Aries is bold. Aries comes forth. Aries dares. Aries is the entrepreneur. Taurus is the manifester. Taurus is steady. Taurus loves nature. Taurus is intuitive, Gemini is the connector. This is Abby. Gemini is the connector. She's, you know, everywhere. The messenger, the Mm -hmm. the, moves, it's quick, it's bright. It has a childlike wonder. It wants to ask questions relentlessly. Mm -hmm. Cancer (laughs) is the builder, the mother, the caretaker, the nourisher, the the one who wraps her arms around something and wants to see it grow. Mm -hmm. And Liz Gilbert.
0: Lizzie and mom. mm -hmm.
3: And, Mm -hmm. and and Abby's rising sign as well. So cancer rising. Yeah. I should, I am I should call these out as we go. So, you know, obviously Amanda, you have the Aries and Amanda's got a Taurus moon. Okay. Abby's a Gemini sun. So already we've touched on a lot of your signs, Mm -hmm. cancer rising. That's, that is the protector. Family is everything. Mm. And your chosen family, your biological family, your team family, it's everything, right? Leo, Leo is Leo rules the heart. Leo is expression. Leo is the artist. Leo is the radiant one. Leo loves generously. Virgo, Glennon, Virgo is not just analytical and, and meticulous, but it is, it's an incredible editor and refiner and perfecter. And it says, I can make this better. And not only that, It is a sign of great devotion and it wants, it's practical in its devotion. What can we do about this? Let's take the steps. Mm. Tarana Burke. Tarana, yeah, okay. I'm thinking okay. of all the
2: people that, yeah, in the pod who intersect and a oh, oh my god,
3: oh, a has lots of cancer. I was looking at a loke's chart. Whoa, oh, really? oh, beautiful, yeah, lots of cancer too. So, Virgo,
1: um, and Glennon Lira, is a Virgo, she's a Virgo, Virgo rising, rising. Yeah, yeah. so she
3: is calling in this energy of devotion through practical acts and refinement and perfecting, mm. you know, uh, making something beautiful so that love can exist in the space. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. that's, listen. I mean, Virgo gets a bad rap and it, and it really is a gorgeous sign. It's a very maternal sign that, that takes care of the form of things so that, that love can exist within it. Libra is the sign of relationship. Libra is the sign of balance and harmony and social justice. Mm. Your sun, Glennon, shines in the area that is ruled by Libra. So it's like speaking up for what is right, what is just, what is fair. Mm -hmm. So Libra wants to bring the marriage in the heavens. It wants to balance the opposites. And it's all about right relationship.
2: Sue Bird and Ocean Vuong have are Libras. Oh. That makes sense. I love I, I
3: love that you've you've checked this. I love that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Libra is is a beautiful it, Libra is the host, the diplomat, the peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Come into the house, let me sit you by someone. Let's have a nice conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. Scorpio, deep dive, penetrates. It rules glibly put, sex, death, mm-hmm. money power.
0: Hmm. And
3: so it's it, but it's a sign of great healing, it's a sign of death and rebirth. So um it is intense. You can see a Scorpio's eyes, you know, but it's all about overcoming fear and it's all about emerging victorious from the from the most difficult inner battles. Wow. Okay? It's gorgeous. Each sign is so gorgeous in its Highest manifestation of love and consciousness, and many people don't know the higher manifestations of the signs. But Scorpio is a warrioress, mm. okay? Brene, Sagittarius, the, Brene Brene the Scorpio, Scorpio. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, that
3: makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, yeah, the Scorpio phrase is "Warrior, am I?" And from the battle, I emerge triumphant. That's Oof. the Scorpio esoteric that phrase. That checks Pretty out. powerful. <laughs> Queen B. Um, Queen B. Sagittarius is. Uh, visionary. And Glennon has a Sagittarius moon, the visionary, the one who sets a goal and reaches it. It is the mentor, the teacher, the cheerleader, the encourager, the philosopher, Mm. asking the big questions and the traveler and and the world citizen wanting to make the world a smaller place. Take the blinders off. That's Sagittarius. Um, Capricorn, this is Abby's moon. Capricorn is like I am determined. I will climb. I will achieve. I will take care of things. I will be responsible. I will be responsible to the people that I've said I'll be responsible to. And it's all about uh, a a determination to excel and be the best at what you do. Um,
0: So that's Capricorn. Love you. you. And Yala, Sagittarius, which is so. Dr. Blake. And
2: Paulson, Sarah Paulson and... And Yavar Sagittarius. Cool.
3: Wait, Sarah Paulson is a Sagittarius. This is perfect yeah. because she's playing you, right, mm-hmm, Lennon? Mm-hmm. So this is a this is an overlap, right? The moon and your moon and Sagittarius, her Sagittarius. There's an overlap in your energies. It's instinctual to her to be you. Wow. <laughs> it's your moon and it's her sun. Okay. So Aquarius is um your producer, Aquarius, Lauren. She she <laughs> is um the water bearer that is that distributes the, the waters of life, the cutting edge, go your own way, it rules technology, but it is the humanitarian. Aquarius oh. is the humanitarian that really cares about who we are together. And Abby has her son shining in the Aquarius house, which is the area of the team, the area of the community and mm. wanting to uplift the team. OK, and Pisces, Amanda, your rising sign is a sign of incredibly powerful love and standing in love and saving and redeeming and uplifting and allowing yourself to be the sensitive person you are and um it's all about our connection to God or our connection to source or our connection mm. to love many philanthropists have strong Pisces so you know for you with a Taurus moon amanda and a Pisces rising i would say it's like trusting the sensitivity beneath the capability mm. you know the, the Taurus moon is the capable and you your Pisces is like this beautiful, permeable, like ocean of love that you need to listen to and trust ever more. Because that's just your rising there, sign.
0: Pause there for I'm one done. second. Yeah, yes, no, yes, I don't want you yes. to ever stop. I don't want you to be done ever. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting. You, sister Heidi, said you trust the sensitivity beneath the capability. Mm. I feel like I'm trying to trust the capability beneath the sensitivity. Right. That's that's perfect because.
3: Virgo is so capable, and that's what you're calling in. Mm -hmm. You're Virgo rising. You're trying to call in that, like, well, if I've got it all figured out and worked out. And so, yes, you're calling in earth, Glennon, and Amanda, you're calling in water. Just Mm -hmm. think about that elementally, you know? It's different. Like, you're calling in, like, put me in a lake and let me, like, float. And, you know, Glennon, you're calling in, okay, how can I... How can I really ground this in practical ways? And how can I use my intelligence to 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 manifest what I want to manifest? You just got into wow. like
1: water, earth. Yes. What? What the hell?
0: Yeah. Tell oh, us about okay, those okay. the elements so, so, that are that related what, to yeah because that's yeah so yeah
3: cool. This- yeah, it's so wonderful, even at this simple level, to know, okay, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius are fire signs. Okay. Fire is passion, creativity, dynamism, motivation, okay? okay. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn are earth signs, manifest, ground, breathe, slow down, achieve. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are air signs, connect, 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 distribute. Mm. Who are you? I want to know about you. I want to be collaborating with you, you know? Mm. So you're an air sign, Abby. You know, your sun sign is an air sign. And then Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, water signs, totally intuitive, fluid, listening, receptive, uh, deeply divine feminine. And water can be very powerful too, Mm. of course. So I always like to say, you know, You might say for Amanda's, let's use Amanda as an example. She comes from earth. We know this, right? Like she gets it done. She manifested. Mm -hmm. She went to law school. She, you know, she made it happen. I come from earth. I'm doing this work. She's living in fire. This dynamic, (laughs) go for it. Entrepreneur, we're going to make this happen. But she's here to learn, to surrender. She's here for water. Oh, good
1: Mm -hmm. God. And it seems right
0: yeah
1: <laughs> that, seems that seems right, right.
0: okay i That's just want so I, I, I right. to thank you for being so beautiful that I was know. so
1: beautiful oh. with the 2024 games in paris on the horizon i've gotten nostalgic about my international career and when i look back there are a few things i would have done differently To make sure I made the most of my time abroad. And one of those things was to learn a non English language more fully. A daunting task, yes, but a much easier one when you consider that Rosetta Stone can get you fast language acquisition through their intuitive, research based, dynamic immersion approach. That's why they're the most trusted language learning program and have been for years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, whether it's Dutch, Arabic, or Chinese. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, We Can Do Hard Things listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash weekend. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash we can today.
0: I have a question. Um, Heidi, you are a mom. Yes. And just a brilliant human being. And I have a question for you in terms of how you apply and teach your kids what you believe. So like so many parents who have a, a spiritual way of life of understanding the world want to pass that on to their kids. And yeah. we all want to do it in a way where it doesn't in any way limit them. Yeah. Because I feel like the way that you've you've probably figured out how to do this with your kids and so I think it's a good way to however you do it with them is how I want to explain it to our pod, our pod squatters. How do you talk to their kids about signs and this and that without making them think, oh, I'm a this. So this is the way I am. Yeah, You know how like in some families are like, like for, for, for sister and I, since I was a kind of wild, lost, creative soul, I got to be the creative one. And so sister had to be like the responsible analytic one we just figured out she's wildly creative when we started this pod,
1: (laughs) right? Not just when, but- (laughs) So
0: how do you talk to them about this without limiting them?
3: Yeah, that's so beautiful. First of all, as a parent, it's a beautiful thing to know your children's sun, moon, and rising sign. Even if you just know that, it is a beautiful gift because then when you start seeing them behave in a certain way that reflects that you can invite them to look at it from a different perspective so for for sure, I never impose this like we'll we'll play a game sometimes where I'll say guess where the moon is today mm-hmm. just because I see them behaving in a certain way or reacting so we get and they've gotten really good at it now they know where the moon is, you know mm-hmm. um but I would just say I always, reflect the next stage of growth, right? So let's just say you have a Capricorn moon, like Abby has. Um, the Capricorn moon tends to keep it in. The Capricorn moon tends to be like, I've got this. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? So if Mm. if my child has a Capricorn moon, I'm going to be like, I know how strong and capable you are. And I know that you're like a little adult but please tell me, I want to know all the messy parts underneath. You can, you, it's okay to be a mess. So I invite them to the next s- stage of growth, you know, mm-hmm. and I never say you're this. So you, you know, you're a cancer rising. So you are crying all the time, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's never imposed, right? It's always like, well, there's, there's another way to look at this. Mm, it's an invitation. Does, does that help a
0: little? Yeah. Invitation. That's really cool. Well, I yeah. think it's
1: also helpful that she said your son your moon and your rising sign are really cool and important maybe to to know as a parent. So that, and also understanding the relationship because everybody's is different. These astrological readings that you give, it's its own little book of poetry. Like to Which be, hers literally are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like being able to take this little
0: mm-hmm. nugget
1: of information into your life. It's so helpful.
0: Can you tell us a story of, or tell us a time recently when, astrology really helped you make a decision Mm. or something practical that, so we can understand how you actually use it in your everyday life? Yeah.
3: So for sure, well, I'll just say the first thing that came to mind. So interestingly, when I was in Finland and my dad was passing um, there was a once-in-a-lifetime hit in my chart. It was on Mercury, and Mercury is the planet of communication. And I also have Mercury in Pisces, so it it is a very sensitive placement. And Mercury in Pisces, which you have, Glennon, is it lo- is about poetry. It is about sensitivity. It is about deep feeling. So when I first saw this, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be talking to the this, you know, Glennon and Abby and, and Amanda." And I thought this is going to be a time when inspiration can pour through, and I, I just need to. Stay Open, you know, mm-hmm. but in fact, I was apprenticing to impermanence. I was apprenticing to to my father's passing, and at the time he died, that day I was writing a poem that I was like, "This what this is what needs to come through now. This is what I need to open to, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm being asked to is not. It's not so much my own inspiration as it is my own deepest listening to this moment, my own deepest presencing to this moment. So that's not a real practical example of like, I saw this coming. So I used it this way, Mm -hmm. but it was this example of like, I can now soften and listen and be so present during this once in a lifetime transit and let whatever needs to come through, come through. Mm. Yeah.
2: I have a much less profound question. Yes, please, please bring Um, it on. But something that we've been attributing the dumpster fire of the universe to for the past couple of years is the Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's become a cultural like hashtag yeah. for why we good. are a huge mess. <laughs> are we? And what does that mean?
3: Yes. yes. And can yeah, we great attribute
2: question. our madness to that? Okay, guys, do you want to
3: know this? This is so funny. This morning... At four forty seven, Mercury went retrograde. Yes,
0: we can suck it. Right? What does Which that mean? So it so, okay. so mean. just
3: means retrograde means that the planet. Appears to be moving backward. We know that the planet. Well, is it's not sure backward. <laughs> it sure as
0: shit does, Heidi. astrology works. You hear it, heard it here first. It you is. leak row. We're moving red. We're so moving way the, the fuck The Mercury backwards. planet
1: or the Earth planet? <coughs> Mercury, Mercury. Oh, Mercury.
3: oh yeah. Earth too. Mercury too. I want to reframe it for you. So okay. yes, should you be careful with technology? Should you check your? Pl- travel plans. Yes, yes, yes. Should you probably not initiate a bold new thing during Mercury retrograde? You probably shouldn't, right? But Mercury retrograde is a three-week period when you are allowed to reflect and review and think about what has happened over the last number of months. And it's a pause. That's why you get messed up if you're trying to do too much during a Mercury retrograde. It's actually meant to be a moment of let me close the doors, let me meditate, let me receive, let me write, let me think about how I have felt. Mm -hmm. So I would love to reframe Mercury Retrograde as actually a sweet time to remember and review. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, How often does it happen in the year? It happens three
0: times a year. Okay. Yeah. One of my first weeks in LA, I got here and (laughs) I was putting my credit card in one of the machines at the grocery store and it wouldn't work and this sweet lady looked at me and said it's mercury's in retrograde. But like yeah, because the yeah. credit card wasn't machine's <laughs> yeah. And I was like oh, oh, we're in LA now. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, yes. I mean exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's correct.
3: Can I give you another example of yes. uh, you said like how do you use the energy when you know it's coming? Glennon, in 2012, when you started Together Rising, I think it was 2012, mm-hmm. you yes. guys write your book, so I can t- I can look at dates You had a a once-in-a-lifetime hit of Uranus, or Uranus, say it two different ways, on your sun. That planet takes 84 years to go around the chart. So if you already were talking to an astrologer and you knew that was coming, I would say this is a time of being a revolutionary, bringing change in, reinventing, doing something electric, exciting. So you would have wanted to meet that, which you did even on you know not being aware of an astrology, but that moment catapulted something that is about progress, is about change, is about upliftment, and that and Uranus was exactly on your sun at that
0: time. Wow! And we're at the 10 year anniversary of Together Rising yes. right now, and we yes. we along with many many Pad Squatters have raised 40 million dollars for women and children in need all over the world. can't believe that. And that is the combination
3: also of Amanda and your rising sign because Pisces feels the pain. Pisces feels like, oh, I I need to do something about this. And Virgo is like, well, okay, guys, what are we going to do? Let's just collect a bunch of people that feel as passionately as we do. And let's take practical action and let's decide where we're sending the money on a really simple level, Mm. you know? And that's the combination of Glennon and and Amanda's rising sign is like, I feel it. I want to take practical action. And Abby just is the big protector, nourisher mama, like holding it all. It's so (laughs) true. Cancer rising.
0: Cancer rising. The ultimate mother. You are the ultimate mother. Yes, I know. Wow. Thank you. I do Mm. know. Wow. Heidi, what would you say for our love bugs who are listening? So many, by the way, were asking for us to discuss astrology on the pod. I can't imagine a more beautiful hour than the one you've just spent with us. We have this thing called the next right thing. So just something little, we don't like the next right thing to be hard. (laughs) The name of our title is mostly for show. (laughs) We like to actually do easy things for our next right thing because the rest of life is very hard. So let's just say if someone is a varsity astrology person, so they know everything we've been talking about. Can you give us a next right thing for them? And let's just say that another type of person is like on the freshman team of astrology and is just new to it. What should each of those types of people do next if they're curious about this? I'm going to keep it really practical. I'm
3: going to say, if you are brand new to this, within the next hour, get online and find out what your rising sign is, because this is your soul's calling. This Ugh. is your this is what you should be apprenticing to in your lifetime. And find one or two qualities that you're like, oh, I can get behind those qualities and and start to grow them in your life. And I want to say, if you're a varsity astrologer, that doesn't mean that you're living your chart yet. And it doesn't mean that you're making the most loving conscious choices. So I would say for the varsity astrologers, Put that quality at the center of your heart, like a sun, and everywhere you go, let that emanate. And choose to to live into that quality every moment that you can.
4: Ugh.
0: God, I have a follow up. Choose to live into that quality. Not this is what you are. This is who you are. This is each. It's an invitation to live into that quality more. I love that.
1: I have a follow up. So you said, okay. Uh, Mercury went into retrograde today and the moon is, is there a place that we can go that we can find the daily situations that are happening with the planets and the moon and the sun?
3: Yes. So first of all, um, Every day for the last five years on my Instagram, I write a moon note, which is where the moon is and also some of the other planetary placements. So I just, it's a meant to be a, a way to start your day, a moment of inspiration. Okay. So it's just Heidi Rose Robbins. Okay. And it is a great way to know where the moon is because once you start to... Notice where the moon is like today that we're talking, it's in Virgo. So, we want the details, we want to know, we want to like speak specifically about why this works and how it works, right? So, if you know where the moon is, you can start studying the energy and how it changes. So, that's one way to do it. And then, there's so astrology is online everywhere now, it's grown so much in the last five years, it's unbelievable. And you can sign up at astro.com or you can go to my website and you can start to get lists of what is happening
0: in your life and what is happening in the heavens. Uh, we will link to your Instagram, Heidi, which I follow. Everybody can start there. Uh, yeah. A I place. just say, I think this
2: is so special because it, the way you're describing this rising sign, we just live in a world where people are praised for a lot of different things and we're incentivized for a lot of different things. And some of the praise and the incentives and um the paths that are easier to go down are not always the ones that are make us feel most alive and most fulfilled. And it feels like what you're describing is why for someone like me, being encouraged to foster my sensitivity instead of my efficiency is so important, whereas mm-hmm. for someone else, it's the exact opposite that will lead them to more fulfillment even though there's nothing inherently better or worse about either of those that's bodies. Right. It's just a very, that's fascinating to me that it points you in the direction of the thing that is yours to look at and to yeah, yours to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My father
3: always said, if you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he would say, it's an act of spiritual virtuosity to become who you are. And in a, an, an astrological chart, Helps you understand who you are and helps you become it.
0: Um. And for you, sis, it's like well, I, I could be wrong, but what I hear you saying is, we live in a world that would continue to only praise you for your productivity,
2: yeah,
0: um, because of capitalism and who we are as a culture. And very rarely will anyone say to you, "No, no, no, no." Also, you're invited to be sensitive. Because that wasn't benefit anybody. <laughs> in well, the and, short and run. even
2: more so, that knowing that uh, my productivity is prized and valued to view sensitivity as antithetical yes. or, or actually would be a destroyer of this other thing, as opposed to believing that actually it might be coming together with mm-hmm. it that makes it even more fruitful. Um, that's good. It's interesting. Yeah, that's-
3: No, it's beautiful. And I thought a lot about your Pisces rising, Amanda, because it is such an invitation to your artistry, to your permeability, to your trusting, your deepest listening. And and it is such a sign of profound love. It's such a sign of profound love and standing in it with strength and bringing things to an end that do not support that love.
0: Wow.
3: It stands in its powerful strength as a person of love in the world.
0: Heidi, you are such a wonder, really Thank so you. wonderful. Mm. And you have helped us. Yeah. I really think you have helped us. Yeah. Everybody, next right thing, go follow Heidi. We're going to link to her. What a good teacher you are. Mm. Thank, you Thank, so you. Thank, yeah.
3: you Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being so here. so wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: I'm very, very sorry about your father. And it's beautiful to see everything that he taught you just emanating from you. Mm. It really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, to the rest of you, we can do hard things like learn about astrology. Yes, we did. We did. We're doing it. We, we are. We will see you back here next. Someday soon is next when time. we will see you. Next time. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I give you Tish Melton and Brandy Carlisle. Bye.
4: Other side I chased desire I made sure I got what's mine and I continue to believe